Welcome to track number 14 of What is Your Life? We are studying at this camp meeting the um, What is Your Life? What is your life? A short life and a long eternity. And what is your life? A time to prepare for eternity. And what is your life? A time to obtain a good report for this short time. Amen. And we are looking at the different people who obtained good reports and how they came by these good reports. And we are learning that Rahab helped the church and that is how she had a good report. She helped the whole system to work from a strategic point. She didn't become even a pastor. Amen. We are learned, we learned that Sarah had a good report because she had sex with her husband. She walked by faith. She had a child. Amen. We learned that um, Noah had a good report because he believed so much that he decided to build things for God. He built a whole ark for the people, animals, and if the members wouldn't come, at least animals came to church. That's how he had a good report. And we are saying that if we believe, right, and we have faith, okay, we are going to do these things on our own without being called for a meeting. Rahab didn't attend a camp meeting. Rahab was not called for a special millionaire's club meeting. She was not asked to join millionaire's club. She just decided to help, sitting on her wall in her house, right? And listening to what was going on and watching events in town and watching events outside as the Israelis were coming. She put two and two together and said, I'm going to help these people. And that is what God is expecting. That is what is going to give us a good report. Because you see, you can be made to give or to help by persuasion and by 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 convincing words. You, you, people are persuaded by words. That's how people win elections. That's why Bill Clinton won elections twice, no matter what he did, because he's a good speaker. He's a convincing person. He looks nice. You get it? Even though he has all sorts of things in his life, people were moved by his speaking and by what he said. And you can be moved to do things. But that's different. But when you believe, as you watch and you hear, you see, and you really believe, and you take things up and say, you know, I am going to help this thing. It's a, it's a good thing. I, I just look at this thing and I'm going to help from my point of the, on the wall. From my position as a prostitute. If it means I have sex with these uh, visitors so that I can help them, I'll do it. If it means I have to do what I know how to do, I'll do it. And because of her faith in God's people, in what God was doing, she just entered, she just moved and entered the good people and the people with good reports and her name is added to the list. That, that is what made Rahab somebody, that Rahab the prostitute, have a good report. I am here ministering. And I, I'll have a good report, not because I got a thousand churches, but because I believe God, I believe in heaven, I believe His calling. That little conviction in my heart about the ministry, I believe it. And I'm trying to do my very best. That's why I say that there are people who are not even as called as others. They don't even seem to have so many gifts. 
Sometimes you have ladies. Sometimes ladies are even more willing to obey God than men. And you find out that maybe they may not even be able to do as much. They may be limited by this, limited by that. But that belief, you see, is what includes you. And not that you haven't done, you haven't drank uh, beer before, you haven't drank uh, 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 wine before, you haven't committed adultery before, you haven't committed fornication before, you haven't done this before, you haven't done this before. Read the people who please God. They've all done it before. <laughs> and their own, we wouldn't accept it in the church today. And that's why I'm teaching you how to have a good report in heaven. I always did well in school, not because I learned more than everybody, but because I learned with past questions and with marking schemes. I always did well in school because I learned with past questions and marking schemes of the, of the questions that have gone before. You know what marking schemes are? Yeah. I never, I never, you see, even the, I've never read the whole Bible. People say, I read the whole, I read the, I read the Bible cover to cover, I've read it hundred times, I've read it hundred and fifty times, I haven't. But I probably know more Bible, and I'm sure by the way I read and the way I learn, I probably read the Bible, the whole Bible, before. I can tell you if I think, what is in Ephesians chapter 1, I can give you a summary. Ephesians chapter 2, I can give you a summary. Ephesians chapter 3, the Lord chapter 1, I can give you a summary. Colossians 1, Colossians 2, Colossians, Ephesians chapter 1. I can give you a summary of almost every chapter in the Bible. But you see, it's not a matter of just going through, you know, when I was, when I was a student in, in school, I didn't just learn things. I looked at the questions that had been asked last year. The year before, the year before, and the, the multiple choice questions. And I have them, and I fold them. If you go to a medical school now, you still see my questions in circulation. <laughs> with my names on, on them. I don't start learning until I have those. That is what I use to guide me. You know, I don't have it, I'll not waste my time, I'll be reading. When I read, I'll forget. And that is, that is, if you somebody ask me, what is your secret? They used to call me uh, Houdini, a magician. Because you see me walking around, I'll be going to church, I'll be doing this, I'll be doing that. But I've got the marking scheme and the past question, how the questions, because it's very difficult to set questions. And there are not many questions we can ask. If I want to ask questions about the camp, like, I mean, the room, the room, the description of the room. How many lights? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's all we can ask about the light. What kind of light? This, after a point, the number of questions are finished. And it's not easy to set more. So the lecturers even don't like setting. The lecturers don't have much to ask. So if you learn what they've been asking, you will do well. It's a strategy. And I always did well because of that. That's one of the reasons. Amen. And you know what? We are headed for heaven. Now we need the marking scheme for heaven. How we will be marked when we get to heaven? What? what? Those who have gone before, what exam did they have? You get it? Those who, those who are our elders, said by it, the elders obtain a good report. Those senior to us, when they went, what was, what, how were they marked? What, what was used? How, how were the questions asked? And it looks like the people were asked faith. And was 
their, their belief and the things they did because they believed, that seemed to give them that good report. And we are on this short life, just about to enter the long eternity, and what is going to be used when you get there? He says, I know thy works. I know thy BMW. I know the No. Your works are going to be assessed. Your faith, what you did because of what you believe, is what is going to give you a good report. That's why I believe. I believe in conviction. I don't have to see an angel. And I said yesterday, perhaps, God has not yet allowed me to see him talk to me because of you. Because if I do, perhaps, and I come and I say it, you will say, well, you have seen an angel before. You have seen Jesus. That is why you are doing the things you are doing. But now I can't say that. I can only say I read my Bible. And I, I started to believe what I was reading. And here we are. As a result of reading Bible. Amen. Amen. So rise up today and decide to be a believing woman. Believe what I'm saying. Believe that life is more than marriage. Oh yes. Yes. It must be more than marriage. Life is more than children. There is more to life than children. Life is more than earning money. Life is more than having a green card or a yellow card. It's more than having gadgets and the latest cars. Life is more than having a mortgage and be able to say, this is my mortgage house. Now, we have come to a very important person and the last person for this and I want you to particularly take note of him because I believe that he is a very important person in the marking scheme which we must look at very carefully and that's Moses verse 23 by faith Moses when he was born where's Aquile? you have still coffee around by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. Amen. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Amen. Amen. 
Now Moses, right? Are you listening carefully? Now listen carefully to this part of the whole message. I didn't preach this one last night because I didn't want you to sleep whilst I was preaching. So you need, to, you need to listen carefully to this one. And whatever you think it means, that's what it means. Okay? Whatever you think it means, that's what it means. Don't think that I'm not saying what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying and it means what it means. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay? Moses, in the, in the Bible we have what we call types. Types. Types of things. Typology. Moses... As a type of a Christian, a type of a Christian leader, right? Somebody who becomes a Christian leader. And Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Because Pharaoh is the leader of Egypt. And Egypt is a type of the world. Whole world, everybody is in it, and they are ruled by Pharaoh. That's what's happening now. We have the world, thank you. We have the world, and the world is ruled by Satan, not by God. God, God is not ruling this world at all. If God was ruling this world, he'd be quite a bad ruler because there's a war in every corner. They are bombing somebody everywhere. Is that not so? Afghanistan is around the corner. Rwanda and Liberia and Sierra Leone and every Angola for 20 years. And God cannot be the ruler of this world. This song we used to say, He's got the whole world in His hands. 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 Hand. Not true. He doesn't have the whole world in his hands. Satan is the one who is the God of this world, is what he is called. He's the God of this world. He's controlling. And we, we are all in this system, which he is the God of. Jesus said we are in the world, we are not of the world. Why are we not of the world? Because the one who is controlling the world is Satan. And if we, our lives are of the world... We will be lost. You see, the Bible says we have been saved. Alright? And we have been delivered from the course of this world. Which is being controlled by the prince of the power of the air. Alright? It says, you has he quickened when you were dead. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So walking in the course of this world. Is walking after the prince of the power of the air. Which is Satan. So the whole world. It's educational systems. And it's working patterns. And it's evil. It's sin. It's crime. It's wars. The things that are characteristic, even the things which look good, are of Satan. It's not only the sin in this world which is of Satan or being ruled by Satan. The work. The work. The lives of people. 
the working patterns, the working lives of people. That's why in our working life, they don't make provision, if they don't make provision for God, and the more Satan gains control, he rules out Sundays. The more he gains control, he rules out any kind of church activities. Evenings are all taken up. I remember one time I was staying in Pastor Payne's house. It was midnight. I said, when is he coming from work? He had not come. 1 a.m. He had not come. 2 a.m. I thought that we the pastors were, we are the ones who come so late and so on. 3 a.m. The man has not come. 4 a.m. He had not come. I said, man. And we were there for a, a couple of nights. And he, every night he was coming from, is this Wall Street or those places? Around 4, 5 a.m. And then at 7 o'clock in the morning he was back. These are the activities of the world system to keep you, your life in a certain way. Not only the sin. Not there's sin in the world. There's evil. There's war. There's disease. That's not the only thing. But even the work, life, and the patterns of work that exist in the world system are also contrary to God. And that is why the more they gain control and the more they gain power, over these things, right? The more that thing gains, the more they say, now the, the all supermarkets open on Sundays. Now the markets open on Sunday. I don't know if you have it in America, but in Europe, that is it. All the, this thing works on Sunday. We work on Sunday. No, at first it used to be only certain services which work on Sunday, like doctors or emergencies, fire service and so on. Those are the sort of things. But now, trading, as the world gets more and more under the control of Satan, traders, traders work on Sunday. Shops work on Sunday. Every kind of... It's like there's no difference between Sunday and, and the rest of the week. Akwele, it's two four, please. Half. And make it a bit half cast. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you here? Yes. Are you really listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. So the world system, you get it, is very is very much controlled by the devil. The reason why a whole lot of people died in the World Trade Center who may not have died is because of the world system of working Right? That made them afraid to, to go. Even to be late. That's one. And then number two, even when they were being asked to, to go out, it's like they were not sure. And even when they were making conflict, someone announcing, come back, uh, the system, the place is here. Some, even though they, you, you start in the building, you see outside and you see a whole aeroplane has gone in and the tail is out and you are standing at this place something should tell you that there's something is wrong something is wrong this is not a good day amen, amen. something should tell you that there's something wrong with the day very 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 wrong for a whole aeroplane and you are saying Every, your building is secure. Everybody can go back to his work and so on. Everybody go back to your work. The building is secure. And when you look out of your window, you can see an aeroplane. I mean, not a kite. 
<laughs> or maybe some parachuting uh, person or a glider or something, but a whole aircraft has gone into the plane at the next place. You should be afraid. And the thing has exploded. You should be afraid that what is going on? But as I was talking to... Oh, what? What has happened to this thing? Alright. As I was talking to uh, Yasmin and she was telling me about what happened, I just... And you see that there are people who like, when they say come back to work and you didn't go back to work, these are the people who are going to grow wild. Why did you not come back? The announcement was made that you should be back at 8 o'clock, even though the plane was burning over here. Why were you not back at 8 o'clock? There are people like that. There's a sister, and it's like some fearful. See, all these things are part of the world system created by Satan. And those of you here, you'll find out that even though people earn a lot of money, a lot of it is such that if you just give it back. Work and then give it back. Then, then, then also, you work and you are not able even to enjoy the fruit of your working. You do not enjoy your children. You do not see them. You do not see the, the nice mortgage house that you've made there. You never, you never stay in that house. You come in at night and you are tired and you don't even see all the nice things that you built. It's a wonderful, you see, it is, it is only when your mind begins to work on a higher level that you begin to assess things, you know. Like, 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 like Solomon said, he said, something that I have seen and understand that it is good for a man to eat and to drink. <laughs> to enjoy the good of his labor and to take his portion. And he says that an evil, a vanity, a useless thing that I have seen and understand is a man to whom God gives honor and riches and wealth. And God giveth him not the power to eat thereof and to take his portion and to enjoy the good of his labor. This is an evil disease. <laughs> but that's the system. Most people are under that system. And God at this camp is trying to open your eyes because when you can see that you are in a rat race, a rat race which is getting nowhere. Fear. Fear. That's why I don't like mortgage. I don't like fear. Because mortgage, you, are, you, you, you need to work. Oh man, if you like, try not to work. The problem that is going to come in your life. If they happen to lay you off. Oh man. For three months, four months, you don't have an income to pay. Or if you have rented your house, so the person goes and you are not able to get somebody because people are no more renting houses. Oh man. So what happens, what happens in this? You know what happens here? I'll tell you what happens here. People come around. They come to Europe, America. Look, I've been in this. I've, I've, I've been here before many of you were here. I used to come to the Western world. You get what? I was even born here. And I've seen people coming and going 
And it's just a wonderful. That's what I said. Maybe after the camp and start to read Ecclesiastes for wisdom. Just try to analyze and see whether God can give you. What you see is that people come here. Initially, when they come, they struggle to just survive and to make it. Then after a while, they are able to sort of come above. And then sometimes, you know, after they've gone to school, okay, I've got a job, okay, I've got this, okay. Now, everything is a little better. Now, we are beginning to have a certain income above a certain bracket, okay? Now, when I calculate my rent and my whatever and all these things, it would be better for me to have a mortgage. After all, my wife is going to get a job or my husband is going to get a job and now we are going to have two incomes and it's going to be of a Now, when I look at things, I realize that if I can put two and two together, now if I get this mortgage, right, I'll have this and I'll do this and that and then I pay for that. I'll be able to have a house in 25 years. So, what happens? They go in for the mortgage and straight away, they are back to where they used to be. They don't have anything. Actually, that's why people don't have anything. That's why I stand here. I can stand here and say, I want, uh, I want 10 people to give $10,000 so I, I can go to Ghana and go and build a church so I can buy a church building in Lagos or I can do this. I won't get it. Because I'm looking at people who are tied. Tied their legs are tied, their arms are tied. They are, they are into so many things. <laughs> Even though they are earning a lot, they are giving it back. And they are tied into so many things. In fact, I can more easily get 10 people to give $10,000 maybe in Ghana than here. So, are you trying to say that we shouldn't have a mortgage in our, in our lives? Look, I told you before I started that. Anything you think I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. You get it? You are actually not working for yourself. Many of the people who have mortgages will one day give up their houses away. And those houses will go, what it, what it they, their savings will go, and the house will go, and they'll be blacklisted. Yeah. They'll be blacklisted as people who owe money. Their names will be on a long list of those who are in debt. The next time you rise up somewhere and say you are going to, get something they see that you have money you before you realize some people are coming to collect your new recovery savings because some house will be that you you started to buy or oh, it's gone one brother one 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 couple called there after the world trade center they have been one there are two one has been laid off now and i said yay when i heard i said my because they got a very big house Beautiful house, which they are paying. But now that the 11th attack has come, one is gone now. If the other one is also gone, we will start to be praying. One month, two months, three months, looking for a job, etc. Six months. Now it's piling up. Let's say you have to pay 2000 every month or whatever. So by six months time, it's 12000 Suppose you get a job, but it's not as it used to be now. You are working, to, but there's the 12000 debt already there, plus... The existing one that you have to pay, and then now your car, and then your insurance, 
and your 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 health insurance and your uh, you have to go travel if you get it for a funeral and uh, you have to borrow money. ah that's why nobody has anything that's why you are in the in the home of the brave that's why people are suffering from financial diabetes do you know diabetes you know what financial that you know what diabetes is? diabetes is starvation in the midst of plenty because diabetes in diabetes people say people say sugar they call it sugar diabetes the problem is that the person can actually go into have you ever gone into a coma a coma because he doesn't have sugar and they, they call it hypoglycemic coma and the person can actually and the thing that will bring the person back to life is just glucose just give it like that. My person will just come back to life. You sit up. Meanwhile, the person is full of sugar. So much sugar that when he wee-wees, so much sugar comes out that ants have started coming to eat his wee-wee. So much in the blood that it comes out and so much sugar. But the sugar cannot enter the cells. The body itself. The real body. They cannot enter because of no insulin. So the sugar is all around, flowing everywhere, moving around. It cannot enter. You go outside and see. You see where we are? We are walking this wealth. You see this hotel? This money. Somebody owns this place. When you step out there, you see things. You see cars. You see wealth. You see things moving around in the bloodstream. How to it to enter? The person I was talking about that he gives, uh, he gave us fifty thousand dollars for. He doesn't live here. He doesn't live in Europe. <laughs> he doesn't live in Europe at all. Those who live in Europe, before they will give you five hundred, <laughs> you will be praying hard. Pray for a move of God. Amen. Amen. All that I'm saying is true. How many realize that all that I'm saying is true? Raise your hand. Because you become very quiet on me. I don't know whether you are. <laughs> when I start to work with people, especially somebody who's going to be full time, one of the things that I want the person to do is to not have any debts. When you have a debt and you have two masters, <laughs> one is calling you and you have to work. You better obey. If you don't obey, you'll see. you see fire, pepper, spice, ginger. Now look, let's now go and look at how Moses survived. I told you Pharaoh is a type of who? And Moses is a type of what? Christian leader. Alright? Trying to do Christian things. Exodus chapter 1. And and do you know what? Let me show you something. This is the reason why many Christians cannot do good works. Because they are tied down. They cannot give because they are tied down. Pain, you see, you are now a student. You don't have any money. You're broke. I know you're broke. Perhaps from a few, in a few months time, you're going to finish school. Then you're going to start having 
Much, much more money than you've ever had. The sugar is going to start flowing around. Maybe in, in a year's time, if he was, if all he was earning was based even on his life, he would be able to even give $50,000. He said, you know, I want to give $50,000 to that. But you see, I said, Satan will show you another way. And then before you realize, you, you don't have anything. When you come, I say, yeah, you see, because of certain payments and certain things. And he's there for 25 years. Pastor Francis, is that not so? Yeah, you are a physician. Your wife is also a physician. But, capital B. Give $5,000 right now for the work of God. Give $10,000 for the work of God right now. You see a, dis- a major... Let, let's, let's meet after church. Let me see you after church. Let me see you after church. Okay? Let me see you after church. I, I, want, to, I want to call my wife and then we discuss it. Because of certain things. He's a physician. An American physician with several degrees. And his wife also. Where is Caroline? Uh-huh. Yeah. With a lot of degrees. and high, I mean, doctors in, in America earn a lot of money. Working. I don't think Francis can give us $10,000 or $5,000. No. I don't think so. Oh, you can? Ah. Oh, I should try you. <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. you see, she raised up her hand and he said, Ah, <laughs> stop that rub there. Don't even try, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Don't go there. So who are you working for? What are you what are you what are you having? Pharaoh is very wicked. Pharaoh is very wicked. And I'm trying to show you because God is trying to give you wisdom and freedom. Thank you, Rosemary. Freedom. God is trying to free you. Because of the truth, the truth of the realities on the ground. This is what is real. But often we don't like the truth. But notice, Exodus chapter 1 verse 1. Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. These are the church, church members. Every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, and Lighthouse chapter 10, Lighthouse chapter Reuben. Lighthouse chapter 10, Simeon, Levi, Judah, whatever. They are all branches. Verse 5. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. 70 branches had been established. Alright. And for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died. And all his brethren and all that generation. And all the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. And multiplied and worked exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. How many know that God's people have a great potential? We have a great potential. I believe that all of us here are going to prosper greatly in this land. We have a great potential. As I see everybody here with your bright faces, hard-working people with God in your... You don't waste your money on drink. You don't waste your money on alcohol. You don't waste your money on tobacco. You don't waste your money on discos. You don't waste your money on stupid things. You are Christians. You've got a potential to multiply, to increase, to do well. There is that potential in all of us. 
And God knows it. And Pharaoh knows it. And notice what happened. And the children of Israel multiplied. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. People have risen up. They don't know who we are. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them out of the land. Amen. Notice, this is not a new thing. This is not something like something biblical or whatever. Every country is trying to limit the foreigners that are there for various reasons. Now, Arabs and so on are even more of a target. You get it? At first it used to be Africans. But now they are seeing that we are harmless. <laughs> we are just hungry, that's all. <laughs> Therefore they did set them over taskmasters. Alright, come let us deal wisely with them over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pitom and Ramses. Look, look at me. You see, all that I have said has been summarized in this scripture. The potential is there. And the fair, nobody has said anything, let my people go or anything. But Pharaoh is a type of sinner has set up a system for you to work. Not for yourself, but to build treasure cities for Pharaoh. Ramses and Pitom. As you are here in America and Canada and wherever, what are you building? You are building New York and you are building America and you are building Canada. That's what you are, you are building. If you are building your own thing, show me what you have. You are pouring in to build Ramses and to build Pitom. Treasure cities for Pharaoh. That's what people are doing. That's if you analyze it carefully, you realize that you are actually rising up to build treasure cities for Pharaoh. That's what's happening. And that's why people live here and 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 still have nothing. And what have they been doing all this time? What have they been building? What have they been doing? What have they been getting involved with? Building treasure cities for Pharaoh. That's actually what's happening. And Satan knows the potential in these people. So, you look at it and you realize that people who could have been doing other things are building, not for themselves in reality, not for God, not in preparation for eternity, but by the system that has been set up. Because they sat at a cabinet meeting and they decided to set up a system. We'll provide electricity, nuclear power, water, this, that, but we'll set up a system such that when they work, they have to work for us. Let them have all that money, but it comes back to pay for everything. Beautiful roads, beautiful this, beautiful that, everything come back. 
And in the end, the people have nothing. When the children of Israel, what happened? They have nothing. They were just building Ramses. At the end of the day, when they left, that's why God blessed them. And when they were leaving Egypt, He said, go and borrow gold and silver. You've worked so hard. You have nothing. <laughs> go and borrow. Tell them you bring it back. And it took The Egyptians had the gold and the silver. They had the gold. They had gold. The people of God didn't have gold. They were building uh, uh, treasure cities. Careful now. I said, careful now. Ramses 2. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar and in brick and in all manner of service. In the field, all their service, wherein they made them serve, was with rigor. This is the characteristic of work here. With hard mortar and with rigor. With all kind of service. You see, I've seen Pastor Payne coming home. 5 a.m. full of zeal. And then 7 o'clock he is back, he's going. Rigor, with rigor. <laughs> <laughs> World Trade Center, Jasmine, Jasmine, when you finish, when they bombed your, your house, your school, your, your, your office, how many days after did they ask you to, continue, to come back and work with rigor? One day off, and the next day they, they managed to find you and tell you they knew your numbers, and they managed to call you, and they gave you another place to work. They called you, they rebuked her. Did they rebuke you? On a Friday, I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Two days later, I got the job. You didn't want to go. Uh-uh. I, uh, to go I went in for one day, and the next day after, I called in, and my boss like. They want to hear you on the mic. That's all. Uh huh. And then my boss asked, like, why I need you here, and like, if you can't come in and find somebody else who can. He was about to to sack you. He was about to. It's a she. I said she. Yes, I got up and. Even how many people died in your company? Ninety. Ninety people died in your company. She wasn't thinking about the ninety people who were dead. No. Was she concerned about whether you died? Did the people who worked with you personally did did any of them die? Yes, even our her immediate boss died, who was also my boss. He died. And people you were with on the floor. Yes. Whom you were standing with. Did any of them die? Yes. As you were coming down the stairs. There's a group of us, like about six of us who met every Wednesday for a meeting. Three of us, three of them out of that group. Three of us, three of them died. Three of them died. Mm -hmm. And they wanted you to come back. Some people reported to didn't even go home after it happened. They went straight to the New Jersey, the come disco site to start recovery. <laughs> You're joking. No. You mean the day that the place was bombed, some yeah. people just continued to the next site? Yeah, they don't. They, their responsibility is to report there and not go home. If you're on the disaster recovery list. Disaster. And they made their lives bitter. 
with hard bondage, in mortar, and in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. She was telling, she was telling me, she stood at the lift and the two of them were going to say, come back. Did they ask you to come back upstairs? Did they ask you to come back upstairs? He didn't ask, but I was going to go back up. Because since they had made the announcement, the building was secure. I'm one of those people that always go back to my desk. You're one of the people who goes back. So I was going to go back up, but then I didn't. She was telling telling me, she stood at the lift, and the two of them were going to say, come back. Did they ask you to come back upstairs? Did they ask you to come back upstairs? He didn't ask, but I was going to go back up. Because since they had made the announcement, the building was secure. I'm one of those people that always go back to my desk. You're one of the people who goes back. So, I was going to go back up, but then I didn't. I just kept going. Were you scared that somebody may be, well, why didn't you come back and so on? Do you have any boss like that who would have? Yeah, like it went through my head that, like, what if they need me upstairs? And I said, okay, I'll just go down and I'll call from the subway and I'll ask. (laughs) (laughs) But do you have any boss who is like that, who kind of is that kind of person? Yes, and he's. He died. He died. So the first plane, was it, you were very high in the tower, was it lower than you? Yes, it was a little lower. It was a little lower. So you look down and you see a plane in the next Uh house. Yeah. And they want you to continue typing letters. (laughs) (laughs) Many other people who died, died because of this spirit. <coughs> Fear of, you know, like if you are not there and if you don't work and if you don't, because like here, it's a culture of work. Is that not so, Yasmin? Yes. yes. You expect it to come to work no matter what. No matter what happens. Yeah. Simple. Bitter hard bondage. No escape. To be bound means you can't go free. Amen? Amen. But thank God there was somebody who was able to go free. And the king of Egypt spake unto... And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name was of one was Shipra. There's not much light here. I don't know whether it's intentional. I can't see or am I getting older? Right. And he said, Wherein, When you do the office of the midwife to the Hebrew woman and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, ye shall kill him. Amen. Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you. You shall kill him. Amen. But the midwives feared God. And save the men children alive. But the king of Egypt called. For the midwives and said unto them. Why have you done this thing? Why have you saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh. Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. For they are lively. And are delivered before the midwives coming unto them. Therefore God dealt 
well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass that because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. Amen. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, he shall cast into the river, and every daughter he shall save alive. Amen. Amen. Now, when Pharaoh's system is working, he will eliminate the men. The men will go. They will be taken up. And they will be swallowed up. There are many of us men here. We are so consumed by the system of the world. Of making money. Of surviving. Of having this and having that. That's what consumes. That's the consuming passion that we have. And that's the feral system to take up, to take up the men. And that is why sometimes you have women who are more spiritual than men. And you have women who are more interested in the work of God than men. And women who may even want to give to the work of God and their husbands who say no. Because the men have been swallowed up and you have women more spiritual than men. So under this idea, because men, we, what, we, what men are concerned about more is money. They are more concerned about money than women are. They are concerned about making it, paying this, paying that, surviving. Huh? Is that not so? Reducing the number of children you have, doing this, doing whatever, so that, you know, and the women just want to do things. Spend money, go shopping. Be happy. I want to speak to all the brothers. You see, there is a certain dullness, spiritually, that you need to come out of. You see, there is a certain liveliness in spirits and in spiritual things. Which you need to have. And a lot of the men need to rise up into a certain spiritual liveliness. Where God becomes the main thing. And the first is the spirit of Pharaoh that kills. Because your heart has been sent to follow after things. But your heart must shift from all those things. You see, when I was working as in a secular world. I, and I was a student and all that. I had more than my colleagues. I did better than my colleagues. And yet my heart was not in it. You see, you can be in this secular system and you will do better than your colleagues. You have more money than people around you, yet your heart will not be in it. This is what God wants. He wants to take your heart. Because if he has your heart, then he has you. But if he doesn't have your heart, he doesn't really have you. If he doesn't have your heart and your presence is here at this camp meeting or at a place where we are gathering and so on, but he doesn't have your heart, but he has your physical presence, he doesn't really have you. So when he gets your heart, it's very different from when he just has you present. You can be whatever, but if he doesn't have your heart, he doesn't have you. Your heart is in something else. Your heart is in other things. Your heart is not in God. Brothers here, who don't listen to tapes. You don't pray. Prayer is something that is remote. Yeah. The only time you may pray is when you are in church. You are not spiritual. Your wife has to come to church more than you come. Your wife is dragging you to church. The films that you watch. One day I was talking to one spouse and she said, I mean, a husband and a wife, where even the husband cannot now stay with the wife because the, 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 the things that this, this partner wants to watch on television, this one, it does not want to watch it. 
And this one is interested in spiritual things. And this one is interested in carnal things. Totally, totally different. Totally different. It's not that you are watching, you are watching something for a little bit of relaxation. But it's like this person is, this person is just dead and dry, spiritually dead and down. Down, man, down. Sometimes you've been in church for a long time, but you are down. There's no word in you. There's no spirit in you. There's nothing. There's no life. There's nothing that's climbing. Climbing spiritually. You are just there. The sons have been killed by Pharaoh. They've ordered and given instruction to eliminate the man. Because if really there's going to be a certain level of the move of God, the men have to rise up and the men have to do what they have to do. Amen. Can't go for the women, but really the men also have to rise up. The men have to rise up and take the lead. You have to lead your wife. In spiritual thing, or your wife is leading you in spiritual thing. Your wife is uh, coaxing you and, and, and doing things to sort of ease you and tease you along the way for you to sort of try and become spiritual and like church and, and be interested in whatever. You are the head of the house. You are the head of the house. And that is why, that is why there are a whole lot of conflicts. Because it's like the man is the official head in financial and pharaohic things, and the wife is the spiritual head. When it comes to God, she is ahead and more in tune with God. And so it's like there are two heads: the head of spiritual things, and it's like you are now head of departments. <laughs> and, and then who is the overall chairman of the company? And then, and then Pharaoh, Pharaoh is guiding the, the husband and God is guiding Moses. And the people are, it's like two different powers at work. That's one of the causes of conflict. Some people, some people have that conflict throughout their lives. The men never rise up in spiritual things. You must rise up and lead. If I was a woman and I was, I was married to a man who is not rising up in spiritual things, I would suffer because when you want to do something, it's like, no. When you want to do something, it's like, oh. It's too extreme. It's too, you are emotional. You are in love with the pastor. You like the pastor too much. Cannot be another head in this house. There seems to be another power that is ruling my house. One husband was jumping. He said, no, no, I'll not let you go. I'll not let you go. <laughs> and almost as though he was going mad. He was jumping. He said, no, 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 I'll not let you go. Why? 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 Super Why? Why? I see young ladies who say, I want to serve God. I want to be in the ministry. And then when they are going to get married, you see the person that they bring that they are going to get married to. Some super doubters with their hardened hearts. I'm interested in spirituality. I'm interested in God. I'm interested in, in serving the Lord and lifting up His hand. And he doesn't even know how to lift up his hand and worship God. One of Pharaoh's managers. He's just, just suppressing spiritual things around. Amen. 
these are this is the, this is where the confusion comes. And a lot of, and, and you see that sometimes the, the women are able to catch and say that we want to serve the Lord. I want to be in the ministry. I didn't want to be in the food. I want to love the Lord. Because they can see. You see, women see it quicker. Men are more stable when they see it. But women see it quicker, usually. They they they, they catch it. They, they sort of pick it up. Men they, they are slower. Huh? Slower, 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 He said, kill the sons. Let the ladies ladies be in the church. Because once I've got a pharaohic husband, a husband who is under pharaoh, I've got control over that lady. So let the women live. And that's the reality. If your husband is some way, you are are bound. You you can be the most spiritual. It's over. Forget it. Forget it. It will not come on. Some of you are here wishing, oh, if only my husband was here to hear. Oh, my husband, oh, he's not here. <laughs> the best you can do is to put on the tape in the house and say, and then okay, he may not listen. When the part comes that he should hear, he will be doing something else. <laughs> Kill the sons. Kill the men. Dry them out. Dry them out. Man, if you are a man here, you don't listen to tapes. There are several men here. You've not passed by that book table there to, to buy a tape. You see, the men who are spiritual, they've been to that table looking. Hey, what's this tape? I've not seen this one before. What is this tape? That's a spiritual man. I'm showing you signs. Let me give you signs of a spiritual man. Like, eh, what he's saying, it doesn't apply to me. Let me show you that it applies to you right now. These are some of the signs. You've not, you've not been there to... To go and even see if there's any tape. Yeah, anybody else, to, to find out what is there. The spiritual men, like the pastors, those who are spiritually whatever, you see that they've been there. Some of them have bought, oh, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this pen man. That's what I do. Yeah. As I'm traveling now, right, I have, um, I don't have any luggage. Usually when I travel, I don't have any luggage. So when I have a suitcase, nobody's in my suitcase. No, nothing is in my suitcase apart from books. No, there's no anything. I don't have any kind of cell. I'm not going to buy any shopping of anything. Only books. A Christian bookshop. Take me there. That's all. It's just what I like. Yeah. From the airport straight. That's all. And you see, yesterday I saw Pastor Gilly. He came here. I think you just came yesterday. Where is he? Yeah, he just came last. When I saw him, I saw him sniffing at the table. <laughs> what is here? What is here? You see, the spiritual ones are sniffing. I can smell some meat here. I can smell something from my spirit. But those who are not spiritual, they are like, <laughs> passing by. And they are on their way. It's true. Is it not true? What I'm saying, is it not true? Because that thing is meat for the spirit. It's not meat for, for the mind or meat for financial things. It's meat for the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. 
That's why it doesn't even occur to you. The word is not something that you, you, you love and you buy and you invest. $20 for, for tape, you, you don't want it. <laughs> it's wonderful. But some say, ah, I don't have this, me too. I don't have this. I don't have that. I want this. I want that. I want that. I want everything. And you see the ladies. I saw Nakoshi and Didi. Little young girls. They don't have money. Students. They are sniffing it. And then the big men, Pharaoh's uh, uh, workers, <laughs> managers, they are just Munal, they are the big men. Oh, they've got, they've got credit cards, they've got thousands of dollars. They, say, they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even feel it for half a second. We're there to spend three dollars on a tip. Three dollars! <laughs> three dollars! <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Let dullness, dullness, spiritual dullness be driven out of your spirit. Let dullness be taken out of your spirit. Another sign. I'm giving you signs of dullness. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't like, they don't have tapes. They don't like tapes. Another one, another sign of spiritual dullness is they don't pray. They look busy, but they don't pray. And anytime they pray, they sleep. Anytime they pray, they sleep. Somebody should tell me whether what I'm saying is true or it's not true. How many know some dull people, spiritually dull people, not you or your husband, but people that you know of? That anytime they pray, they just sleep. Let's have the only person that you know somebody. <laughs> Finish. The only time they can pray is if they are in church praying. Next one. They have alternative activities to prayer. Now, those of you who are doing uh, these hard jobs like ushering, sound, video, instruments, and so on, don't take it as uh, whatever. Just take it as it is. When I used to be in Calvary Road, I always noticed whenever we were praying, the people who were doing these instruments and things. It's like even if we are praying, you see that they are playing instruments. And you see that they are playing. Then, all right, we want to just uh, close the we want to close the service. Then lift up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Then they start moving cables. They are unplugging. Then they are. Do what we are praying. Thank you, Lord. Oh, lift up your hand and thank the Lord. I'm packing the things. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody's Thank you, Lord, for such a powerful service. 
Then others are just moving chips. It's connecting the power. Doing this. Have you seen that thing before? Ah, then uh, it's not a mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a sign. Where, where, where is the thing? That's a sign. Ashes. What's that? Yeah. Oh, man, then you see, they are moving, they are doing something. <laughs> Spiritually down. That's true. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't feel like lifting up your hands and it's like you want to do something that is away from the spiritual activity. Alternative activities. Don't say I'm preaching about you. Just accept what I'm saying. Oh, lift up your hand and just, just, uh, oh, just, we just want to intercede for Abakabara the Bobula, Baba Baba Baba, Baba 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 <laughs> Everything they will, they will be doing something. They will be doing something when things are going on. So moving on. <laughs> Sometimes when I say, I just say, Oh, my brother, my brother, my brother, be healed in your heart. We still flow something to flow. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are we are going to close and want all brothers to help and so on after the church. Now let's lift up our hands as we just we want to just uh, <laughs> they say we are packing the church. We are praying though, you are packing chest. You are wiping, you are wiping, you are wiping. I saw this thing in from Calvary Road days when I used to be an instrumentalist. Is it here too? It's a sign of dullness, spiritual dullness. Ashes, you see them at the back. Mm. Now, welcome. Then they'll be going, welcome. Now, welcome. Me, I play instrumental. I've arranged chess before. I play instrumental. I've sung everything. But my heart is in God. And sometimes you see them. <laughs> As if they are singing. <laughs> it's not a real time. <laughs> and they were like, just to give an appearance of spirit.
It's like you are doing something for God. And you see, it's not what you are doing for God. You must come close to God yourself. You must be close to God. Yeah. And that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to make you come close to God. When you come close to God, you'll be a spiritual person. And when you are a spiritual person, you are different. A spiritual person is playing instruments, singing, arranging instruments, listening. They they, they even love the tapes more. They may be packing all the tapes and everything, but they love it. As they are selling it, they are taking their own aside already. You can't get it. I have it. It's finished. Sorry. Yeah. Are you listening to me? So, alternative activities. Then, what? how many do you have? What's the first one? They don't have have any interest in tapes. Number two? They sleep while praying, especially at home, isn't it? Next one. They have alternative activities. Prayer, isn't it? Like in church. The next one, they are not expressive in praise and worship. They are not expressive in prayer. They are not. It's like they are macho. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up one hand. They don't know the songs. They don't know any songs. A sign of a person's hospital doesn't know the songs. No, he doesn't know the songs. He doesn't want to know the song at all. They don't know. They don't know the songs. They don't know the, what do you call Even if you play instruments, you must know the song. The people used to play instruments. They don't know the song. They don't know what... what and they, when, they, when they are not spiritual, when they are playing instruments, they don't sing. When they are playing Because a person who is playing instrument is like somebody who is even bound, but he would actually like to be worshipping directly. So it's like as he's playing, right? he's singing, he's worshipping. You see, but others are, Charlie, we they go bash. Let's go and bash. Let's go and bash. <laughs> to bash there's a time to bash and there's a time to worship and God wants you to get to the point where you worship amen and so you find that these people are there the next sign of lack of spirituality is they don't give they don't give tithes are problem for them and when tithes are not problem, when you talk about special projects, special giving, they don't want it. They will be the first to put a tab and say, no, no, no. We have a lot of, Pharaoh, Pharaoh has a lot of things for us to do. We don't have and we can't. But a spiritual man, you see, giving is a very deep spiritual thing. Very deep spiritual thing. Giving to God, giving to his work, giving to his servants. It's a spiritual thing. If you are not spiritual, you will not do such a thing. It's a spiritual thing. Very spiritual. 
except except you are spiritual, you won't do such thing. If you look at if you look and it's not it's not a financial thing. Giving is not a financial because when you give, what about if you don't receive? What about if you don't get a hundredfold or ten hundredfold or whatever? And you're not doing it for, for money. You are you are doing it because of your love for the Lord, because of your 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 your, your deepness in your relationship with God. Yes. And so you find that people who are dull spiritually, they are more into Pharaoh. And they can have whatever. They wouldn't do it. But when other things come up, they would do it. I have a certain brother, he comes to church occasionally. I see him when it's time for funerals in Ghana. He's always there. When it's time to give, when you, you, you see him giving to all sorts of activity, old boys association of this school, this, that, this, that, things, just things, He's, he can do that. But when it comes to the church, he may give, but it's like he doesn't have the, you have to even drag it out of him. But a spiritual person, he sees his money as a spiritual thing and he keeps it as he's doing a spiritual service. Sisters, Pray for your husband. When they fall asleep, lay hands on them. Jesus' name. I drive out every darkness from your spirit. Hallelujah. Alright, let's go on. Exodus chapter 2. We are seeing that Moses did well spiritually. Alright, and then when the man of Levi and he took to wife a daughter of Levi in it in it when I say in it you say in it (laughs) okay and the woman conceived a bad son and when she saw him that was a goodly child she hid him three months and when she could no longer hide him she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink and his sister stood afar off to wait what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. Alright. And when she saw the ark among the flags she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it she saw the child and behold the babe wept and she had compassion on him and said this is one of the Hebrews children then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter shall I go and call thee to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee and Pharaoh's daughter said to her go and the maid went and called the child's mother and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her take this child away and nurse it for me and I'll give thee thy wages and the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him from out of the water. And it came to pass in those days that when Moses was grown, he looked out unto his brethren. And looked on their burdens. And spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian. And hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to them that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, 
who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. And the story goes on. Amen. Amen. Now, when God gives you the wisdom I'm trying to preach to you about, you will realize that your being in this world under Pharaoh's system was actually God's training for you for the work of God. Because Moses was trained by Pharaoh. He was trained by Pharaoh's system. He was trained by the world. He went to school in Pharaoh's court. He learned everything he knew about ruling, about leading from Pharaoh. So that is why I see myself as being a doctor. I've been trained by the the, by the medical school, by the government, by whatever, all the things that I have. You see, people feel that what they have, what they know, and all that is is for like they see and say, oh, "But how can you? You are a doctor. Why don't you don't you want to use what you call it?" No, the things that I have learned and the things that I know, where I was trained by the Pharaoh system for what? For the kingdom of God. Because Pharaoh, Moses was about to be become. The people's leader. But who trained him? Who fed him? Who paid for everything? Pharaoh. Thank God for your education. Thank God for your money. Thank God for your background. Thank God for your green card. Thank God for everything that you have. That training that you've had in school, in whatever, is something that God has given to you and allowed you to go through only to be used to deliver God's people from their bondages at the right time. I have been trained. I'm a doctor. Medical doctor. And that training, I use it for the ministry. I've been to school. I've been to many, many schools. And I've learned so many things. And I'm using it. I was not trained for myself. I was trained like Moses. Moses is a type of a Christian leader. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Egypt is a type of the wealth system, which is being controlled by Pharaoh. And the wealth system is what prepares us and trains us and brings us up. And so the computer that you know is really for God's kingdom. Amen. The education that you have is really for God's kingdom. Amen. Everything that you have and have been trained in the wealth system is actually for God's people to help to do God's work one day. And not that it's something for you to develop your career in Pharaoh's house. Which is how many people think. They think, you want my mansion. You want my car. You want my, you want my career. You want my life. You want my... No! Yesterday I told you that story. Did I, were you here? How many were not here when I told the story about the heart and the mansion? Ah, where were you? You just come. Oh, you came last night. Yeah. You want my mansion. <laughs> You want my mansion, but it's a hat. The small education and abilities that you have 
and education and money and whatever you have. That thing, Akwele, I don't know what you do. I don't know what work you do. And I don't know what, what, what it is that you do. But that thing, whatever you do, you've been trained not by some Christian uh, uh, pastor. You've been trained by Pharaoh. And that training is to be used for God's work and God's kingdom. Train for the kingdom by Pharaoh. I am good when it comes to many things. I know, I have knowledge, accounting, management, leadership, law, architecture, all the things that I know, medicine, are for the kingdom. And I wasn't trained by a Christian Bible school. I was trained in the world. I was trained to be disciplined. In school, you have to learn how to be disciplined, how to stay one day, how to memorize, how to learn. All those abilities are by Pharaoh's hard training have now turned towards the people of God to set them free from Egypt and from the bondages. That is it. So don't think that you know, it's like, I've been to school and it's like that school is supposed to, to help my career in the Pharaoh's house. No. What do you have? What do you know? What have you have been invested in you? What have you learned? What knowledge do you have? What abilities do you have? It's time to tend them. And you know what? Everybody has a glimpse of your calling written all over you. You see, Moses saw two uh, Egyptian hurting a Hebrew and he tried to save the person. So he's like a deliverer in just one small way. You could somehow immediately see the calling of the person. Many of you, your calling is seen in a glimpse. Sometimes in certain things that you say and certain things that you do and certain involvement that you have in church and in life and in, in, you can see that you are, can easily go in this way. But if you decide to stay in Pharaoh's system and accept the system of Pharaoh, because that's exactly what Moses did not do. Moses rose up and said, I will not accept this. He rose up and it was faith. Believe like me. I have escaped. Oh man, I have escaped from the system. And you see, when you try to escape and you come out, Satan and Pharaoh will say, no, it seems you don't have much to do. Let me give you some mortgage. Let me give you an insurance to pay. Let me give you some more bills to pay. Because it seems you don't have much to do. You are thinking now of ministry and things that, oh, where did you get those ideas from? Let's get to work now. Get to work. More mortar. And he said he made them work. Instead of giving them the things they used to make for the bricks, he said, now go and harvest those straw yourself and come and make the brick and do it. More. For the same time. Two jobs. Three jobs. More. But God wants now for you to see. God is trying to open your eyes to see you were not trained. I am a doctor. I was not trained just so that I would have, uh, what do you call it? I would have more money or more whatever it is. I was trained those abilities. That's what I'm using to lead the church. The discipline. The ability to pass exams, because I see in medical schools a lot of strategies and a lot, of, a lot of other things. Not just medical knowledge, but God gives us things so that we will go to and use it for the kingdom of God. Some of you are leaders. Some of you are pastors. Some of you are computer, whatever it is. If, if you were to use that thing to advance the kingdom, whatever it is that is in you, 
Oh man, what a difference there would be in the kingdom of God. But some of you have looked at Pharaoh's system and, and you... But Moses, you see, he had faith. He believed in God. So even though he saw Pharaoh's castle and the pyramids and everything, he said that he chose rather, he chose rather to suffer. He chose rather to go into the desert where there was nothing. And it's not easy to turn away from everything. You see Pharaoh's castle, big security, money, stability. Then you turn and you are walking to the desert, Midian. To go there because you believe. He said he chose rather by faith. He said he endured as seeing him who was invisible. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.